The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From the Philadelphia Eagles to the Kansas City Chiefs, a former University of Alabama standout, once known as the Mighty Mouse, number 29, Mark McMillan, and also we have Mr. B.N.E., the man in the middle, from the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Byron Evans. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters, put them up, tighten up, we some hard hitters. Mark McMillan, my man Byron Evans, we give you a reason to tune in every Friday evening. Ain't nobody leaving, if it's Bush and Phoenix, we're bringing the cutting edge. Watch the sports season, Phoenix alone, show them how it's done, we're on VoiceAmericaSports.com. I like that music. I like that intro. I'm live here. Once again, tune in and listen to Hard Hitting Radio on the Voice America Network. I'm your host, Mark McMillan. My man, B&E, is out driving in the rain. we got some storms going out here in Arizona. One day out of the week, we had 80-degree temperatures yesterday, and all of a sudden, the sky just opened up. So my man is delayed in the rain, so I hope he's going to be doing good. He said he's going to call into the show so I'm looking forward to hearing from my man. He's picking up his son. I hope he's doing good. But I got my right-hand man with me today. I got my son. He's, he's going to be on the mic. He'll probably chime in a little bit. I don't know what he's really going to have to say. He's getting ready to smash his wings once his wings come. So if you hear some smacking in the background, that's just my little dude. We're here live at Doc and Eddie's Sports Bar and Grill, 909 East Minton in Tempe, Arizona. Once again, I was here a couple of weeks ago. Uh, my man Sean Cleary is a great guy, Philly guy, so kind of kind of blended in real well. Got a great relationship, building a relationship with him. He's in the charity work as well, so we're all about that. And anytime we can come back and have a good crowd and, and have a good support, we're all on board with that. So I know it's a little rainy outside. Everybody's kind of hibernating. People didn't want to come out. But if you're in Arizona, it rains maybe, what, five, ten times a year. In a couple of months, we're going to be dying, wishing we had some rain. So if you're out there riding around, you download the show on your app. Come on down, grab some of these wangs. That's how we say it. When the wings are good, you call them wangs. What kind of wings did you order? Medium. You got to speak up. I order. I might can hear you. Medium. Medium. I can't, I can't even hear you. So obviously, you, ain't, you, you must be paying for the wings. If I can't hear you, you paying for the wings. No. Yeah, you're going to pay for some wings, brother. No. That's my son. So you're talking about he ain't going to pay for no wings. He's going he gonna, he gonna to get them wings. So today's guest, we'll have my man Jason Pinkson, guard from the Cleveland Browns, calling in. I think he's on hold right now. Jason, you out there? Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? Hey, what's going on, man? I definitely appreciate you uh, calling into the show today. Oh, not a problem. I appreciate you having me on the show. Oh, man. You, so you're back in Cleveland right now? No, I actually uh, just got to throw to Pittsburgh. I'm in Pittsburgh right now, 
uh, so he, actually sitting in the barber chair about to get my hair cut. So you went from cold to cold. Cold to cold. I need to make it out there to get that warm weather, but you know, I decided to come here for the weekend. Yeah, well, well, it ain't too warm out here right now. We got a little rain. Uh, you know, we're a little, we're a little gun shy out here in Arizona. We get a little rain. Everybody freaks out. But uh, Pittsburgh is definitely a, a cold city. Obviously, Cleveland is cold. But but you're a big fellow, man. I'm sure you can weather the cold. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it a little bit of cold. I'd rather be cold than too hot. You know, I was out in Arizona for a while last year when I was training. And, man, that, that heat out there, that's something serious. I can't deal with that every day. <laughs> that's what most people say, and that's, you know, that's the advantage the Cardinals had back in the day when they were playing at Tempe Stadium. Uh, it was actually an outdoor stadium. And, uh, you know, guys coming in from the East Coast when it's uh, 70 degrees and then all of a sudden you're thrown into 110 degrees temperature, that, that ain't nothing nice. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely different. That's why uh, we used to love playing South Florida when it was cold up there in Pittsburgh. Because you know they didn't they didn't perform too well in the, in the cold. You know they're used to that heat. Yeah, but you're like you said, you're you're a pit guy. Uh, I got a little background. I originally signed with the University of Pitt out of junior college, but that didn't tend to work out. I was excited. Great school, great campus, uh, lots of tradition uh, on all uh, sports. You know, parts of the line, linebackers, defensive backs, and obviously you continue that tradition uh, being a being a lineman and being uh, you know. Plan for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, give everybody a little background of what you got going on and, and uh, what you look forward to this season. Yeah, you know, um, it's exciting playing for the Browns. You know, I'm, I'm playing next to the, one of the best left tackles in the game, and Joe Thomas, and arguably playing next to the best, one of the best centers in the game, uh, Alex Max. You know, it's definitely an honor to be a Brown and be able to play there. You know, like I said, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I went to Pitt, and I was a Obviously, I was just still a fan at one time, but, you know, being a Brown is great. A Cleveland Brown. Now, I know a lot of people were a little upset with the Baltimore Ravens leaving. Uh, people are still salty about that. Uh, they, You know, about the Ravens winning the title. They, they still think that's part of the Browns, but you guys have definitely separated yourself uh, from that mystique. Obviously, uh, I'm a little biased for the Cleveland Browns because you guys got an Alabama guy uh, running, running the rock, Trent Richardson. What is it like rocking for Trent Richardson? Uh, you know, it's exciting. You know, I've never seen uh, a guy his size and how powerful he is. You know, Trent, you know, he's a beast. You know, he's a hard worker. He does, he brings many things to the table for our offense. And, uh, you know, he's something special. You know, he's a great guy. He's one of our leaders. And, you know, just the way he comes to practice every day and what, how how hard he works, is, you know, is just truly an honor, to, you know, to play with him, too. You know, watching him in college and watching him win national championships, you know. So it was it's always exciting to, get to play with somebody like that. Now you guys, you guys got a new regime down there, new front office, coaching changes, and all that. Uh, how does that affect you guys as as a whole? What what is your mindset going into this season? I'm, I'm excited, you know, and you know when I talk to some of the other the guys on the team, they're excited too, just to you know to, to get to meet these new coaches and to see what what they're going to teach us and what they have in store for us. It's exciting, you know. I've been I've been working out at the facility for the last month or so, and. Uh, going up there and talking to them and how excited they are to, to get us here and get back to work, you know. I'm I'm just excited to get back out there and get started. Now, I, I read up a little bit of info about you possibly missing the season. Uh, it was a, a while ago about a blood clot uh, in your lungs. How's, how's that going? It's going pretty good. You know, I was, I, uh, you know, they found a blood clot in my lungs and sometime in October, but, you know, I've been on this medicine called Kumin for about uh, five months now. I got 
a little bit over uh, a month ago, then I'll, they'll take me off the medicine and, you know, see, see what progress I made. But, you know, the doctor said it should be, you know, 95% cleared up right now. So, you know, I'm starting to feel a lot better. You know, at first, you know, I wasn't cleared to work out. But they cleared me, so I've been working out for a while now, just getting back in shape and getting ready for April first when we report. Now that's that's some serious stuff, man. When you when you talk about blood clots on uh, on any level, I lost a good friend. Uh, you probably heard of him, I'm sure, Derek Thomas, who played together in Kansas City. Uh, that was one of the things that he had a blood clot that uh, went up to his heart. Now we all know uh, he's no longer with us, but I- I'm definitely going to be praying for you, man. Hopefully everything goes well. I'm um, looking for now, you know, you know, the big heavies up front really don't get too much airtime. They don't get too much TV time. But uh, when you're blocking for a guy like Trent Richardson, all eyes are, are pretty much on your line. Yeah, you know, and I appreciate you uh, saying that. And, you know, it, it was definitely one of the scariest things I've been through just uh, playing the game and, you know, come out of the game and the doctor telling you, man, if you didn't come out that game, you know, you could have probably have died on the field. So uh, I kind of look at it as a blessing that I came out and, you know, I'm just happy that everything's moving forward and I'm getting better. Yeah, that's that's something. I don't know if a doctor would have told me something like that, man. I don't know how I would have reacted. Obviously, you know, in shock because that's the last thing you want to hear as a football player. Uh, you know, we're kind of macho. We like to believe that we're invincible. Uh, but when you hear something like that, I'm sure that was uh, probably like a big, big, big uppercut to the gut. Absolutely. You know, it, it, it crushed me more. You know, I think I was just thinking about it football-wise that you know, I put in a lot of work um, with Charles Bentley in the off season. You know, I was just, you know, the season was just, you know, about the, you know, we're just rolling over about five or six for us. And I was, it was just a lot of hard work that I put in and I just wasn't really the, but he accepted that I, you know, I was done for the year. So, I mean, it was tough. It was one of the most difficult things I had to hear. You know, the doctor saying you're not going to play again this season. So, you know, I struggled with it for a while. I think I'm still struggling a little bit now. But, you know, it's getting better now that it's, it's coming closer time to get back on the field. Well, like I said, you're definitely in my prayers. And uh, you have any kind of charity work that you're doing out there, any kind of things that you're, 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 you're trying to uh, be aware of? I know Alicia, she's out there listening at uh, – at the Cadillac dealership. I definitely appreciate her uh, hooking this interview up because she's the one that reached out to you. So I definitely appreciate all the work she's doing. And I see you, I see you in front of the Cadillac too, man. So I, I've been seeing the pictures. I've been seeing you before you see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, I got some things coming up. You know, I'm, I'm actually going to sponsor uh, a church league softball team. And, you know, obviously Alicia at the Central Cadillac, she's been doing a lot of good things for me and helping me out and, you know, helping me get my name out there a little bit. And, um, you know, so I'm looking forward to doing some things with her and, uh, you know, just keeping my name out there and, and trying to help out as much as I can and trying to give back to the community of Cleveland, uh, Pittsburgh, wherever it may be. Um, anything I can do to try to help somebody, you know, it's always better to give than receive. But, you know, I'm just, I'm just getting into it now. I've been, I've been working with a couple of people to try to get some things going on. So I'm excited about where everything's going and how everything's taking place. Well, if there's any individual, uh, obviously we have a great relationship with Alicia. If there's any individual that I know uh, that's going to have your back 100% that's going to do, uh, do right by people. Obviously, she's real big in the giving back and charity as well. Like I said, without uh, her, this interview wouldn't be possible. And like I said, we'll definitely love to have you back on to talk a little bit about, about, about that. What church are you uh, uh, thinking about doing this for? Um, it's it's going to be a church in Cleveland. Um, I'm still getting more information on it now. So I'm, I'm just waiting for the guy to get in contact with me. And then, you know, uh, I'll get that for you so we can get that rolling. I'll let you know. But, you know, I like you said, Alicia, she's one of the 
one of the hardest workers I've ever met. You know, she she don't <laughs> stop. She's always on the move. She's always grinding. She always uh, tweets this thing called hustle harder. So uh, I always see yeah. that. She's always on the grind. Yeah, I, I, I like to call her the bulldog, man. She is no joke. So, uh, like I said, once you find out that more uh, more information, we'll definitely like to have you uh, come back. Are you coming back to Arizona to train this year? Yeah, I'm going to try to make it out there uh, uh, later this summer. Um, you know, Latrell, my, the guy I was training with Charles Bentley, you know, he had just moved his gym to Arizona. So I've been sticking around just because I had doctor's appointments and things like that. But I'm definitely going to try to make it out there a little, little later this year. Well, let me know, man. We just opened up our gym, athletic performance as well, that we're going to be training uh, defensive back, offensive linemen. Um, you know, we'll do spree, speed training, sprint training, uh, any kind of training that you need. We'll definitely make sure we look out for you if you come on down, man. And uh, I'll make sure I'll take care of you as well. Okay, I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll be in touch. And, uh, you know, uh, if you can, you know, you can get my number from Alicia or however you want to do it. You know, we can work something out. Uh, no doubt, man. I definitely appreciate you coming on. Like I said, if you have anything that's going on in the Cleveland area or in Pittsburgh area uh, that you would like to talk about, you're more than welcome to come back on the show anytime. Like I said, once again, man, uh, get healthy. Uh, now, now my eyes are going to be on you in the, off- in the offensive line. So if you get if you get some phone call or some penalties, I'm going to be. I'm, I'm going to definitely make sure to call you and have you back on the show. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it, man. I, I really do. All right, shout-out to your barber, too, man. Give your barber a shout-out, man. Oh, definitely shout-out to my barber, uh, Mel, over here in Wilkinsburg on Wood, Wood Street. Y'all come check him out when you get a chance. They're one of the best in Pittsburgh. There you go, man. That's my man Jason Pinkson, guard for the Cleveland Browns, calling in. I definitely appreciate you all, my man. No doubt about it. Thank you. Are you welcome. That was Jason Pinkson, guard from the Cleveland Browns. I don't know how much of the show that my son is going to get in He's definitely getting in these wings. I don't know. He can't push no buttons. He got wings. He got Sprite. He got, I don't know what kind of sauce. What kind of sauce you got over there? Ranch. Ranch sauce. His, his, the boy, you got to put some bass in your voice. You're like, ranch. They can't hear that. You got to let them know. He's over there sipping on some wine, you know, sipping on that juice. And he ain't sipping on no bad juice, so... We're going to take this break here in a minute, and we'll come back. we got a couple of callers that we have on hold. you listen to the Hard Hitting Radio Show on the Voice America Network. What if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place? It can be done, and Darnell Autry proves it every week on Outside the Spotlight. In this program, athletes and artists come together to share their success stories, hobbies, professional projects, and more that will interest not only the sports fan, but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories. If you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer, listen for Outside the Spotlight, Fridays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. A beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. Back goes O'Neal. 
He's up the shot. Got it with 2.8 seconds left. the left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. You're listening to Hard Hitting Radio with Mark McMillan and Byron Evans. To get your voice in on the discussion, call right now, toll free to 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can get to Mark by email. Drop an email to Mark at MarkMcMillanSports.com. Now, back to Hard Hitting Radio. We're back. Once again, you listen to Hard Hitting Radio on the Voice America Network. I'm your host, Mark McMillan, live here at Doc and Eddie Sports Bar and Grill, 909 East Minton in Tempe, Arizona. My son, is he was supposed to be my co-host today, but he's more like the uh, garbage disposal over here, smashing his wings. So he's not going to be too much of a co-pilot. His hands are saucy, face is saucy. If his mama can see him right now, she'd probably give him a wet nap. But I got my man, Demetric Warren, on there. He's like the high school guru. I know a lot of guys out there uh, cover high school sports and cover youth kids, but he don't just cover these kids. He's a mentor to these kids. Uh, he leads them in the right direction, tells them like it is. Demetric, you out there? I'm here. I'm here, Mark. Hey, that's my man, Demetric. Now, we I, we met uh, two years ago, obviously, in, in uh, what's that, Mobile, Mobile, Alabama. Mobile. Brought, brought a lot of your kids down there. And uh, I, out of all the camps that we've done, I've never seen a guy that, you know, pretty much helped us out in, in so many ways bring a busload of kids that that can start on any d1 team coming off the bus so uh, like off the top man i just want to uh tell you thank you and, and continue success of what you're doing off the top and i definitely appreciate all the support that you've been giving me and everything that i've been doing as well absolutely absolutely that's why i'm here buddy so tell everybody man like i said if you, give them your twitter give me your twitter header first and then and, and then i warn you have your track shoes on because this man is off and running all day, every day. Well, first of all, my Twitter uh, handle is Demetric D. Warren. The name of my Twitter is Football uh, Scouting USA and it's Demetric D. Warren. And what I do with that Twitter is I promote kids, I get their film, I evaluate their film first. And then I tag a lot of college coaches with their film. I have a lot of college coaches following me on Twitter. And so I tag a lot of uh, kids film and send it to college coaches. Now, all the college coaches in the country isn't on Twitter. So what I then do, I email it out to coaches, just giving kids more exposure, giving kids, giving kids an opportunity to get offers. And so it's, it's, uh, and also, you know, when kids tell me that they've, uh, received an offer or they're going on a visit, they let me know, and I just tweet it out. And I do that service free of charge. It's just helping kids. But the first thing I do is evaluate the film because there's a difference. And a lot of parents don't want to come to this reality. But there's a difference between a Division One, Division One, AA, Division Two kids. And so you have to do film evaluation. You have to separate it. And you have to get the film in the hands of the right coaches. And so, you know, that's, that's basically what I do. Now we now we all know that everybody. I talked about this a lot. Everybody that played the game can't coach the game, and right. there's a there, there's a good eye for talent. Some people have that eye, and, and some people don't don't have that eye. Now you're one of the guys that I do respect in the game that has that eye for a talent. Uh, you tell the kid straight up how it is. There's no sugarcoating. 
and we talked about this uh, in length the other night. It was probably like 11 o'clock my time, maybe right. 12, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning your time. We're talking high school kids and athletics. Um, so everybody's not going to get that, that big-time scholarship. Everybody's not going to LSU. Everybody's not going to Alabama. Everybody's not going to Florida. Uh, there's tons of other schools out there that I think these kids are kind of missing out on because they're focused on that one school. But uh, there's there's a lot of more schools out there that, you know, I understand everybody wants to get that national championship. Everybody wants to get that ring. But if you're going to get a four-year education for any D1 school, I think that's what the kids should be focused on. Like, you know, everybody wants to go to Oregon. Everybody wants to rock the their nice uniforms. But everybody can't go to Oregon. Right. Right. Well, first of all, I appreciate the comment. And to piggyback off what you say, I think what's lost in the recruiting game is the kids are going to school first to be a student, to get an education. Um, I had a parent to call me uh, yesterday. He was a concerned well, he was a concerned coach on behalf of a parent. And he tells me, he said, hey, I have a kid who his dad thinks he's a Division One football player. He refused to let him go Division One AA or JUCO. Can you help him? I said, no. I said, no, I can't. I said, you tell that dad he did his child a disservice. Because, number one, he's shopping his kid around to go play football instead of his shopping his kid around to go get an education. And right. that's the bad part about this business, that decisions on where to go to school isn't made on educational purposes, it's made to play football. That football is going to deflate one day, and you've got to have an education to back it up. And so that's what's lost in this. Everybody's not going to the top schools. But I'm going to tell you something. If you look at the rosters of the NFL teams, look at how many guys that came from, from, from the ACC or the Sunbelt or the uh, uh, MAC conference. Those schools, those conferences produce a lot of NFL players. In, the, in this age of media hype, where the media is directing kids directly to the big BCS conferences, kids who are not getting those offers, they're frustrated, they're distraught, their parents are panicking because they got a dream of their kid running a touchdown for USC, but <laughs> USC coaches don't share that same dream. And your right. kid can go play, get a quality education, and go play in the MAC, can go play in a, a smaller conferences, and still go to the NFL, or still get a quality education and be a productive citizen. So you have to convey that with parents. And that's a hard thing to do, Mark. That's yeah. a hard thing to tell a parent who thinks their child should be starred, the starting right tackle at Alabama, <laughs> and, and his son suggests he should be the starting right tackle for uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham, or Southern Miss, or Houston. That's a hard pill to swallow, but in the long run, it will help that parent out and help that kid out. So, you know, that's the tough part about this business. Yeah, I, I understand that. When you put, you talk about starting at Alabama, from Alabama to UAB. Now you know I'm an Alabama guy. I ain't gonna go for that. We we don't need UAB. We can't even spring, we can't even practice spring practice in. We practice against ourselves. We practice against ourselves in front of hundred thousand. So UAB, they they you know the only thing they got good down there is I don't know what they got good down there. But you know, sorry, 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 the biggest coordinator at UAB is my good friend. I'm going to have to de defend UAB on this call. <laughs> well, that, that, I appreciate that. Like I said, I know that's, you know, you got a, a good relationship with a lot of coaches. And like I said, I, I build a great relationship with a lot of coaches as well, uh, plannedly, playing against some of these guys. And then, you know, just trying to steer these kids in the right direction. 
uh, it's exciting, you know, with the camps that we got coming up to see some of these kids, uh, eighth grade, ninth grade, uh, you know, putting their work already. So it's, it's, it's crazy how the, how the thing is evolving, especially with the media. Um, and you get some of these kids on Twitter, they get thousands of followers. And if they say they're going to go to one school one week and then they change their mind next, 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 uh, month, I try to tell these kids, you know, as much as possible, if you're going to commit to something, you don't have to, you know, if you're going to commit, make a commitment, stick with it, be a man of your word. Don't put it out there on the social media screen that you're going to be scrutinized because a lot of these kids are not mature enough to handle some of the tweets that I see. And I think it's unfair for these kids uh, as well. But, you know, they got to be mature about that. And the coach has got to step in as well and kind of mentor these kids. I agree. Um, the recruiting process is very, very, very tricky. I tell everybody that there's no blueprint on the recruiting process. Also, what fans, they will not take into account is that it's a tough decision where a kid decides to spend his next three, four, five years of college football. That's a tough decision. The, another ugly part about this business is when a kid decides not to go to the home school, uh, or decides not to go to the popular school where fans go, and then fans begin to berate kids. And you tell kids all the time, the same thing that builds you up will be the same that tear you down. Right. They have these, and a lot of you kids are media. media. They, 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 they just, they're consumed with the media. They're consumed with reading their press clips. And that's all fine. But the minute you do something wrong, the minute you tweet something out you don't have no business, the minute you asking for all these followers on Twitter when you get an offer, and the minute you say, hey, I'm not going to the University of Washington, I'm going to the University of Arizona, Washington fans are going to turn on you, and then now you're trying to, well, y'all, I'm just a kid. Well, wait a minute. When you indulge in the media, when you begin to soak that up, that's what happens. That's exactly what happens. And so kids need to be educated that this is a tough process it's not to be played with. It's a blessing to be in the positions they're in. But don't soak too much of the meat. I tell kids all the time, don't get the big head when you read the press clippings. The same right. people who write those stories about you, the minute you do something wrong, they're going to write that story about you. And you're going to be sitting saying, I thought he was my friend. I thought <laughs> he cared. But that guy is only in the business to make a dollar. He's yep. not your friend. He don't care nothing about you. His job is to report on you, and it's simple as that. Kids are not being educated on that. So social media can be a blessing, and it can definitely be a curse. Yeah, like I said, I know you got a lot of kids that, that really look up to you. I read some of the tweets that they send out, and I try to retweet as much info as I, know, as I can. Like I said, I don't retweet a lot of stuff because I don't believe in a lot of stuff that people put out there. But I know 100% that you're about these kids, you're about your business. So I try to help out as much as I can. When you tweet about a young man, I try to send it out. And hopefully one of my uh, you know, networks or one of the coaches may take a look at this one of these kids and give these kids an opportunity uh, to showcase their skills and, and more importantly, get a four-year education. Absolutely. I, and I'll tell you this, Mark. I don't tweet about a kid that I don't know nothing about. I don't go on following YouTube and, and all these other video sites and just start pulling film and say, hey, I tweet this kid. Every kid I tweet out, I know about. I talk to them, talk to their parents, got a good relationship with because I want to, I want to promote respectful kids 
kids who, who, who are getting their grades out, kids who are working hard. Those are the type of kids I want to promote. There are some kids who, who, are, who are long for the ride, who, again, they want the fame, they want the glory, but it's not working. I don't want to represent kids like that. So every kid I tweet out, I know them. I know, I know them. And I have a whole stable of them, and I try to give them that. You know, I try to give them that encouragement and try to give them, uh, you know, great advice to lead them in the right direction. Yeah, and that, like I said, I do this, you know, I try to uh, copy that same thing. Like I said, if I give a kid the opportunity, if I'm going to talk about a kid or tweet his information, and I tell those kids, I'll, I'll put your name out there and I'll tell these coaches about you, but the minute I see you tweet something or, or say something crazy, I'm, you know, you're putting my name on the line, you're putting my reputation on the line. So I, I do, you know, watch what these guys put on Facebook. I watch what they do on Twitter. Facebook. Uh, and when we do our different football camps, that's just, that's one of the sessions I try to teach these kids about is about the media because they, they're really not comfortable with it. Uh, they don't understand the, uh, the business side of it. Like you said, one minute the guy could be saying, oh, this guy had a great 707 camp, and then the next week he have a bad camp, and they'd be like, oh, he was terrible. He got shut down. So you know, some of these kids, are not, they're not used to hearing that, that uh, negative side because they're so used to getting praised all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, before I get off, let me – let me give a plug to two kids right now, a junior and a freshman, to keep your eye on. Uh, there's a kid at St. John Bosco in California named Chandler LaNeuve. Chandler is oh, one of the top linebackers in the country. Yeah. I talked to his dad a week ago. They were frustrated over the recruiting process. Talked to his dad. I said, hey, I'll send this film out. Recruiting process can speed up or be slow. Uh, just yesterday, Chandler received an offer from Iowa State. He had an offer from Fresno State. He got offered by Iowa State yesterday. He is a really, really sound, good fundamental, good fundamental linebacker who tackles in open space. He does a lot. I mean, he does a lot on Friday night. Really good kid. Also, there's a kid in Buford, Georgia, named Isaac Nauta. Isaac Nauta is headed to Alabama tomorrow. He's a freshman, six five, two forty, tight end. I tweeted his film out today. Isaac Nauta is the most impressive freshman I've ever watched in my life, and I've seen thousands of hours of film. And when I sent it to Alabama, they said the same thing. They've never seen a freshman play the way he played. I don't know if he would get offered. I said, a little better flew on my shoulder, and then he whispered to me, don't be surprised if they offer. Clemson is already offered him. Don't be surprised if Alabama offers Isaac Nauta tomorrow, but he is one of the most impressive football players in this country right now as a freshman. Well, we can always use some good freshmen. We can always use some good football players down in Alabama. We need, we need all the help we, we need all the help we can get. We need all the help we can get down there. So I, I, I got a chance to watch Chandler play on occasion live uh, three times this year for St. John Bosco. Uh, he's one of the kids that I've seen compete at the Combine. Uh, like I said, this kid is a tackling machine. Uh, he's, he's has a great nose for the ball. Uh, they have off of that St. John Bosco team. They're going to have at least about six or seven guys that's going to go D one. Their whole secondary is going to go D one as well. So uh, that, that's a good find. And uh, like I said, that young man was going to he's going to continue to pick up offers because he, he's that guy, uh, one of the top linebackers that I've had a chance to see personally in per, in, in person. Absolutely, he, he definitely is. You hit the nail on the head. He's a tackling machine. He's a really, really, really uh, good football player. His offers are going to continue to come. Uh, but he, he's just, he, but, you know, when I was talking to his dad, the recruiting process is really, really, really funny. Uh, some kids, some kids, 
get the twenty-five offers off the bat. Some is slow. I told, and I'm gonna tell you this real quick. I told his dad about a process called squatting. And I explained it to his dad, and his dad explained it to his mom, and he said, explained it to his wife, and his wife was almost in tears, but I told him the truth. Colleges, and Mark, you know this too, colleges, they will know about a kid, but they are afraid to offer them, because once they offer them, everybody else is going to offer them. So they will squat on their kid, and just hold them in their back pocket and say, listen, we don't want to offer them, we will give them a late offer, we don't want to offer them yet, because if we offer them now, the other also started rolling in, and he may not sign with us. So they will keep him in the back pocket. They'll keep him in their back pocket. That's what happened uh, to a kid I know in Louisiana named uh, Matilda McGraw. He had one offer, one offer a month and a half ago. Um, one offer a month and a half ago. He contacted me. I got his film circulating. As of today, he has 22 offers because of a school was squatting on him, found out about him. He has 22 offers. Joe Mixon, the running back out of Freedom High School in California, came into the season with one offer. Right. And Joe is sitting with 42 offers today. It can happen. You can't get frustrated. The recruiting process sometimes you can't under, it, it's hard to put a blueprint on it. But if a kid can play, doesn't matter where he is, if he can play, he's going to get the offers. By the way. Yeah, all right, man. That's my man, Dimitri Foran. Appreciate you calling, man. Looking forward uh, to connecting with you at one of our camps. I know we got some good things in the work as well. My man, Brett Cooper, is working on that blue-gray classic game. Uh, that will be in down in Tampa, Florida. So, man, hold on tight, man. We're about to hit him in the mouth. We're about to hit him hard, man. That's my man, Dimitri Foran. Thank you, brother. Be blessed. God bless you. All right, you too. All right. That's, that's my man, Dimitri Foran. Calling, I call him the guru of high school, always looking out for the kids. This is Hard Hit Radio. Going live from Doc and Eddie's out here in Tempe Inner Zone. We're about to take this quick break. When I come back, I have my man in the middle, Byron Evans. He'll be on the line. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. If you want to talk about the East Coast sports scene, particularly from the Southeast, make sure you tune in to the Jeff Owen Show every Tuesday. Yeah, we'll talk about some of the other teams and news that's out there, but host Jeff Owens and co-host Tasha Humphrey know the inside and out of the Georgia college sports world, and they were born there, raised there, and still live the scene. We'll talk about every sport imaginable. Tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an Internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. 
high school to the pros, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. You're listening to Hard Hitting Radio with Mark McMillan and Byron Evans. To get your voice in on the discussion, call right now, toll free to 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can get to Mark by email. Drop an email to Mark at MarkMcMillanSports.com. Now, back to Hard Hitting Radio. Once again, we're back at Doc and Eddie's live out here at the Sports Bar and Grill, 909 East Minton, Tempe, Arizona. My man, Sean Cleary, always looking out for us. We got some of these good chicken wings. <laughs> good chicken wings. We got these good chicken wings. I got this ice cold lemonade. And it's kind of cold outside. No better guests than I have on, man. Chili sauce. Be in the man in the middle. What's going on, Byron? Little Mac, what's going on with you, man? Oh man, I'm good, man. I'm sorry you couldn't make it into the uh, to the sports bar, man. We had some wings on deck waiting for you, but I know you had to go pick up your uh, your, your son. Oh yeah, I had to go pick him up. Ran out and got him, and uh, everything is good. It may see. Yeah, I, I, I know. I was talking to my man Demetrius Warren, uh, whose uh, film service is uh, just viral. We gotta get a little B on the train, man. This is uh, what year is this for him coming up? Uh, still a junior year. Still a junior year going into a senior year, man, and. Uh, you know, uh, they say the apple don't fall too far from the tree. Uh, he's a lot bigger than I was, man. I don't even know who he is. When I come home sometime, he's there. About 210 pounds, 215 pounds, six foot one, and he, he's running track. So I don't even know, man. I don't even know this kid, man. Wait, wait, he's running track. That's that's what I said, man. I, maybe he took it from his mom because I was chasing. You know, I was chasing mom, so she had some wheels. <laughs> Yeah, it took you a while to catch her. It took you a while to catch Al. Oh, yeah, but I got her, though, and we've been there. We're still together. <laughs> <laughs> what school is it be at right now? Oh, it's over there at Phoenix Christian, man, over at the Christian. Over there off of uh, 19th Avenue and Indian School, doing the same. Okay. You got to give them a little love. You hear me crunching in the background. I'm just crunching on these wings, but I couldn't help it. I'll try to eat them before the break. Oh, but, well, to, but you, you you take care of business, brother. Do what you like, you know. Yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to get one of these wines, man. These wines are special. These well, that's are what special. it's all about. I know we had I know we had a caller on, Damien. You still out there? Yeah, I'm still out here, guys. Hey, what's going on, man? What's your question? Hey, listen. I, first and foremost, great show, and love all the work these guys do for Junior Rank All American, man. These guys do a great job giving. Giving the love from the NFL players back to the new guys coming, wait, trying to come hold, up hold, and hold on, I get their stop, thing I gotta, going. I got to stop you there. We're, we're youth one right now. We're with, we're with Junior Rankin no more. We're with. Oh, okay. Oh, oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Somebody getting out the car. We're with Youth One my, Media right now. My, so we're my my, my question for, for for you and and Byron is um, first and foremost is what it. With the being NFL players, what is, in transition with the new coaching staff coming on and all? How would you guys feel from a guy coming with no NFL experience as a head coach? Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult to grasp, but, uh, but I mean, uh, those guys are professionals and they can adjust to it. But you know, uh, Chip Kelly he has he has the background, the pedigree, and 
what what it took to what it took to become a winner and what it took to to stay as a winner. You know, he's looked upon as being one of the the the, the great minds of college football, and uh, it, it should be a welcoming period. Not, not only a welcoming period, but a challenging period to the Eagles. And, and my next question would be, Mark. I know you play corner. Is it's is Dean Milner going to really help if if the Eagles draft him right there? at that four spot, or should they drop down and maybe, you know, go somewhere else? Well, I know he's uh, – I've been watching over the last three years. D. Miller is one of the top cornerbacks in the country. Uh, obviously, you, it, it's, it's hard to come by with a good cornerback. And we know in Philadelphia, I don't know when was the last time they had a good cornerback uh, that really uh, stepped his game up. I know me and Eric, we did pretty good. Uh, I like Troy Vincent when he was there. He played well. Uh, but since since those uh, names that I mentioned, it's been really hard pressed to find a good cornerback. So when you can get a guy like D. Milner, I think it helps out a lot. But you got to look at uh, who's going to be teaching D. Milner, who's going to be his mentor, who's going to mold this guy. I had a great group of guys that molded me into the player that I was able to be. Guys that played the game uh, the right way, played it hard. He's not going to learn from DRC. He's definitely not going to learn from Namdi, who's out in the parking lot eating lunch by himself. So it's it's a toss up. So I hope uh, whatever if he does go with the Eagles, they they put some quality guys around him to mold him into the uh, the, the player that I know he can be. One black. And, and, and my last question, Mark, you being corner, is it with Nandi and 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 uh, Cromartie, Is it that hard with the safety help? You know, um, to, to to look that bad this year. Like I said, well, a man-to-man is probably one of the toughest things to play in the NFL. But, uh, you know, if you want to make the big bucks, bucks, you're earning the big bucks, you got to step up sooner or later and be that guy. Uh, obviously, you see Darrell Revis is coming off a reconstructed knee surgery, and he's still getting talked about as one of the top free agents to come by because they know good corners are hard to come by. So uh, Namdi, obviously, you know, I'm going to call it like it is. He hasn't showed up in two years. He hasn't showed up since he signed his name on the dotted line. Uh, DRC. Uh, DRC uh, played great when he was here in, in Arizona. I was a real big fan of his, but he seemed to uh, fall into that DRC, you know, into that Namdi mode. Neither one of those guys want to come up and tackle. And as cornerback, and cornerbacks, you know, when you're playing in NFCEs, you got to be able to come up and stick your nose in there and, and hit somebody. Well, listen, guys, I appreciate everything you do. You guys got a great show. Thank you for your time. I right, appreciate it, my man. That's my man, Damon. B, you still out there? MAC, I'm right here. Yeah, man, I just want to – my mom, my mom just she, – she just she just hit it in. She said, stop being rude and define her grandson. Like I didn't threw my son outside in the, in the cold. Mama, I know oh, you yeah. out there. Mama, I know you out there listening. I love you, Mama. I got your grandson. He's sitting right next to me. Say hello to your grandma. <laughs> Don't get out the cold now. If you do, you better put some clothes on. You get you get sick in the cold now. Would you tell your grandma hello so she knows that you're all right? Hello, Grandma. See, there you go. See, he's out there. So I know she, you know, now she's probably cheesing. But I definitely appreciate the support. Whatever you can give moms out there, that's why I got to watch what I say. I get, I get it from B, and you get your mom. My mom is listening to the show out there in California. I hope you got the heater on because I heard it's a little chilly out there. What's up, moms? How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. I got my whole girl Alicia out there. She's. Uh, like I said, she hooked up the interview earlier today with Jason. She's in Cleveland, Ohio, listening with her mom, Barb. So big shout-out to Barb out there in Cleveland, Ohio as well. That's how we're doing it. 
Face so I know Cleveland, Cleveland is putting together a little squad, though, man. I, they, I like what I saw them this year. They, they they lost a lot of close games, but they, they worked real hard, and they were real hard-nosed, man, and they fought to the end, man. Yeah, like I said, it's just uh, just a matter of time before that franchise gets on their feet. Like I said, they've been going through coaching turmoil for the last uh, umpteen years. I'm sure they're still a little salty about uh, – I know the people in Cleveland don't want to hear this – about the Ravens leaving, going to Baltimore – like I said, they're you know they're up and coming. They got a lot of great young players on their squad, and one Trent Richardson, road tied. I'm a little biased about that, but like I said, they they played hard. Uh, they played the Bengals tough. They played the Steelers tough. They played their division well, unlike uh, previous years. So you know they have something to look forward to this year. Oh yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of young a lot of young faces, man. It's working hard, man, and and that's uh one one to put Cleveland back on the map, man. You know, after the dog pound left, man, you know it was it was it was quite a spectacle, man. You know, and uh, the, the the new front office and this and that, but but they seem to have it on the right track right now. Yeah, that's that's a good thing for them. Uh, I know my son; he wanted to talk a little bit about. He's a basketball guy. He loves basketball. I said we will be. I said we were not in the show if we don't talk about the Miami Heat and their winning streak. What do you think about that? Wow. All you can say is wow. Le- Le- LeBron <laughs> is, man, wow. That's all I can say is wow. Now, you know, you, you talk about LeBron. Now, you know I'm going to talk about Kobe because Kobe's my guy, too. Now, I know Kobe's your guy, and, and for a long time, Kobe was a – the Mamba is still is, is still stinging, and it's still biting. But, 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 Mac, I mean, what Kobe – what uh, LeBron James is doing, man – it's just uh, Jordan-esque, man. It's just Kobe-esque, man. No, I'll slow down. You know, no, slow 15, down. 14, down. 15 in a row. He's he's uh, he's he's taking taking over the game. He's controlling the game. He has the tempo of the game, and he, you know he just has the game in his hands, man. Yeah. And some of the best players are saying LeBron is just on I can't hear you. My son's trying to talk. You better raise your voice up. You better raise it up. Your grandma listening. Kobe even said LeBron is just playing outstanding. Steve Nash said it. Why I think said it. I don't care about what they talk about. I'm a, like I said, I'm a Heat fan because my boy Keith Askins is on the coaching staff, an Alabama guy. But uh, oh, yeah. what they are, oh yeah, what they I know are, that. But, but what, Mac, you got to give it up to him, man. You got to no, give it up to him. You, no, you I know, give it you got to give it up to him, Mac, and they, and. Uh, and I, and I think that the one that you really have to give it up to is Dwayne Wade, man. He knowing that, you know, it's time to pass the torch. He knowing that I can take the game over any time I want to, but this guy is this this guy is the face now, man. LeBron. Yeah, he he is definitely playing above the rim. Um, it, it's like it's like see like he's like he's playing among among boys. Uh, guys are bouncing off of. He's dunking on guys. He's making great passes. Uh, he's hitting his outside jumper now, which he worked on tremendously because a lot of guys used to lay off of him. But now when you lay off on him, he's hitting that 15-footer. He's hitting those threes, and he's actually getting rebounds. So he's, he's like like I said, he's doing it all. And it's a little intimidating. 6'9", 206 pounds of this, this, this cut-upness, man. I don't even know if that's a word, man. But 6'9", they're not going to get this way. They can't, they can't stop him from going to the rim. He, he, his, calves, his calves look like thighs. He can jump over everybody, man. And he can shoot with confidence, man. And I mean, it's just like you said, man. It's just not not a fair game now, man. With with him at the, with him with him with the with the mindset, man. And I think that's the most important thing. He has the mindset now that I am the best. And he's doing warm up dunks that look like slam dunk champions. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I used to I used to conduct like that off a trampoline and, and about three feet of water. <laughs> yeah, that, I know that's a that's a spectacle uh, to see as well. Uh, basketball playoffs is, is is really heating up right now. Obviously, with what the Lakers have been doing, uh, Dwight Howard injuries, uh, but OKC right now with the performance uh, that they continue to put on uh, the other night against the Knicks. You got to look at the Denver Nuggets, who are very dangerous, who took out the Clippers last night. Uh, the West is going to be really, really tough. And then you got the old veteran guys in San Antonio. All they do is keep winning. Greg Popovich, man. Popovich, that's what Pop does, man. He knows how to put them guys in their mind on them. They, they, they know their roles, man. And young George Hill, and them, they know they, they know they role. And, you know, it, it's something, it's something about, about San Antonio, man, because they expect it. And guess what? Everybody, every everybody, everybody plays plays and to what the, what what their strengths are, and, and that's what San Antonio does. And like, like I said, if I was a guy, you know, if I, you don't even have to be down on your luck. It seems like you get a lot of guys that play into the system, that's not selfish, uh, that that want to win, and all they do is win. Like I said, Tony Parker goes down. They fill in another guy coming in from the D League. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but all he does is comes in and orchestrates the offense. Tim Duncan has been playing uh, really aggressive. He's been getting in a couple of altercations uh, over the last few weeks, which I haven't seen over him. You know, I haven't seen that in a couple of years, but obviously he knows the importance. He knows his uh, time is coming to the end, and he's been playing great basketball. Mike, but he's a champion, man, and champions know how to how to mainstay. Champions know how to get to the next levels. Champions know how to stay above. But one team you failed to mention, one one team that you failed to mention, Matt, was the Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies, and how well they're playing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't yeah, I, they've been playing good ball. Like I said, they don't get too much pub because they are in Memphis. Uh, they're not on TV a lot. Obviously, with uh, Gasol, Randolph. Uh, you know, those two guys down low are, are making big things happening. Obviously, with the trade of Rudy Gay, a lot of people were down on the Grizzlies. But like I said, they're playing good basketball. But the cream of the crop right now, you got you to go with OKC and the Miami Heat. Do you agree? I agree. I agree with that, too, Mac. But, you know, just like uh, just like um, March Madness, man, the playoffs brings about a whole different different type of beast, man. Where do you have those Grizzlies sneaking up? Where you have the the, the Nuggets slipping, uh, creeping up. Where you have the Celtics. Even even how many people they've been written, how many times they've been written off. You know those guys play, man. Those guys live for the playoffs, man. Yeah. Now I I, I got to give a shout out to uh, to Tatiana and Christy out there at Las Cindas Golf Course. I think they're out there listening. I gave them a little tweet, so I told them I'll shoot give them a shout out now. No, when I tweet you back, I gave you a little shout out. I gave you a business shout out. We gotta get a we gotta get a round of golf or something, B, at Los Cindas. Well, let's get let's get a round of golf going on because you know we got our golf tournament coming up on yeah. uh, April the twelfth. <laughs> Maybe they can throw in a foursome for a raffle item or a raffle prize or something like that, and then we can get two shout outs. Well, there you go, Tatiana and Christy. Uh, there's your little plug at Los Cindas Golf Course. I know you guys are probably a little cold up there right now. I don't know. You guys probably get snow up that way. It's a little real real cold. But uh, me and B. Uh, we're looking forward to coming out there. Tell your boss, tell the golf pro out there to hit us up. Follow us on Twitter. Or you can follow me. I kind of speak for Byron as well. Well, not all the time because I'll be, I'll be going off every now and then. At Mark McMillan 29 that's my Twitter handle. But, uh, yeah, uh, what, when is uh, April 12th is your golf tournament, man? Uh, I know you got that coming up. You're excited about that. We got to get some more guys out there. What do we need? We need some sponsors. We need some We need some money, man. We need some checks, man. Go ahead and write some checks. We need some sponsorships, man, all that good stuff. 
you know, going through the prep, man, we uh, we were raising funds for our sports program, and, and uh, we're doing great things over at the prep. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the prep. I'm excited what you got going on there. Obviously, uh, you know, once you guys start back with your practicing, I'll volunteer some of my time over there to work with your guys. One thing about your guys, I do know. They may not be the most fat, you know, they may not be the biggest or the fastest kid, but those kids are going to work. They're not going to give up. And, uh, you know, that's a testament to you because a lot of these kids don't have that that, that structure uh, growing up and, and you're instilling into these young men, young men that didn't have any confidence that I seen two years ago and I came back this year and those guys are out there flying around and, and diving for balls. And, Max, and, and you know this, you know this, you know, better than anyone when you're when you're not physically – uh, gifted when you're not when you when you're not born six foot two and 250 pounds and 230 pounds you have to work and and that's what that's what we get over there great work ethic from those guys man and and the dedication and their commitment and you know their willingness man just to come out every day and and and, and to keep their nose to the grind man and you know I, you know I, I wasn't always physically gifted man you know but I couldn't run as fast as any other linebacker. I was probably the 24th, 25th linebacker taken in the 1987 draft. But but that just fueled me, Mac, and fueled me to work harder and to, to become the and to become the the, the player that I was that I, that I was. I guess uh, number 25, man. Who who's the guys in front of you? Oh, they had a whole lot of guys. You know, there's a couple of guys that was, you know, he had a couple of guys that was, was worthy of it, you know. I came into class with linebacker class with, you know, Cornelius Bennett. You had uh, Chris Spillman, Shane Conlon. You had uh, the other guy that painted his hair from Oklahoma was on that moose antler juice. And, uh, oh, you know, I, I, maybe I should have got on some coconut oil or something, man, back back then. Do you think that would work? Uh, well, you know, you'd have been shining. You know, Dark Brothers oh, do shine. Where, uh, well, that's it. Shine. <laughs> you shine in some Philly now. You know, it get, get a little cold in Philly. You might. You don't want your skin to crack. So that, there you go. And, and they say I could have patented that. Shine. Get your shine off. Shine on with the coconut oil. <laughs> there you go. With the, with the, with the CC oil. Coconut. <laughs> there you go. I, I can't just let the show go off with, without saying the Boston Celtics. Oh, <laughs> look at this guy. Nobody heard. Boston Celtics. Oh, you know the Celtics and KG is just—he just passed West Unsell on the all-time lead list, man. KG yeah. is still balling, man. Yeah, I mean, KG, KG yeah. is on something. KG got Father Time in his back pocket. Hey, man, maybe on maybe on some man. of that maybe on some of that CC juice. Uh, maybe he's on that. Maybe he is on some coconut oil or some of that uh, <laughs> some of that Boston juice or something. <laughs> he on that he on that he on that good juice, man. So oh, April twelfth, right? Keep April on doing 12. it, KG. And, and see, that's the pedigree of them guys, though. Even though the best player go down, Matt, come on. Come on, Rondo goes down, everybody else steps up. That's what I'm talking about. So that was my son's little plug. He's out, he, he likes the Boston Celtics. That's his squad. You know, he's, he's good with that. He likes USC. Obviously, you know, they, they've been out of the picture for a while. I know Arizona, the Wildcats, they're up and coming with Coach Rod and what he has going on down there. Uh, but right now, we're about to bounce up out of here. Eat some more of these chicken wings, wipe my hands off with these wet naps, and enjoy this cold drink. So, man, we got to get you. We got to get you in the in the studio. We got to get you down at the location. But I think next week our time is going to change, so we'll be going at three o'clock. So we'll probably just be calling in from different locations as well. So, 
it's kind of hard for me to get down to the studio. I know it's hard for you because you're out there uh, teaching and coaching. But we can definitely uh, keep this thing rolling, man, keep it going. April 12th, once again, at the Raven, right? There you go, 8.30 a.m. 8.30 a.m. Bring your money with you. Bring your checkbook <laughs> for a good call. That's my man, B. Jesus, show That's my man, B&E, calling in once again. We got 30 seconds to wrap this thing up. I want to first thank again Sean Cleary from Doc and Eddie's Sports Bar and Grill for having me out here once again, me and my son, just hanging out, man. There's nothing better. How many times do you actually get a chance to do a show live with your son? So I think Come on, now. I need some wings. All right, little Mac. Be blessed, man. Much All right, love. man. All right, little B, stay up. All right, little Mac. All right. Like I said, there's no better feeling, obviously. You know, this is my little sentimental time because I know my mama's probably out there listening. But I like having my son with me at all times. Get to see, you know, what I do for a living. Not out there acting crazy. So I try to be a positive role model as much as I can for him, taking the different charity events. But having my son by my side doing my show today, you can't beat this, man. So I know he gets a little... He tried to, you know, act like he don't really care. But I know deep down inside, he's like, man, my dad is pretty cool. Because I am a cool dad. Because when it goes down, though, he already know. When, when he get out of line, daddy don't turn food no more. Daddy turns a little rough and a little rugged. So a little South Central L.A. comes out me a little bit. I don't have the jerry curl no more. I don't have the wet wet. But uh, I do got a little bit of hair on my head. But, but that's about it. So we're going to wrap it up again. Once again, we'll be back next week. Friday, it'll be 3 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. We'll be on Arizona Time, which we don't change times. It'll be 3 o'clock. So I definitely appreciate all the callers that called in today. I appreciate uh, Pinkson being on from Cleveland. Looking forward to big things for that young man and hope his health gets well. So tune in next week, 3 o'clock, Our Hidden Radio. The Voice of Bear Sports Network, Roll Tide. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. That's another show. Thanks again for joining Mark McMillan and Byron Evans for Hard Hitting Radio. Come back and we'll do it again next Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Put them up, tighten up. We some hard hitters. Mark McMillan, my man Byron Evans. We give you for reason to do it every Friday evening. Ain't nobody leaving. We're bringing the cutting edge. Yeah. 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 Ye